Top of the evening, afternoon, Paul Cheehy. And balance uh, the afternoon to you, Michael. And welcome to anybody that's actually listening out there. Um, we are wrecked, Paul and Mike. Um, this show is about life, death, and loss and grief. We're just a couple of dudes that happen to be dads that both lost a kid way too soon. So here we are, episode officially number two, um, not counting episode zero, our trial run. So, oh. Here we are. Um, it's been it's been a while since we've had a chance to talk. Um, I don't know if you. One of the things on my mind this this week, in particular, last Friday, there was a um, biker killed at the uh, intersection of Highway Fifty Five Beacon. Fourteen year old biker. Did you hear about that? I did not. Tell me more. Yeah, so he was um, riding his bike from uh, home to the Eagle Bike Park and uh, was at the intersection, and uh, a semi-truck came around the corner and took, I don't know what exactly happened, um, but sound like it took the corner maybe too wide, and the trailer ended up um, hitting, hitting the, bo- the boy. Again, he's 14 years old. And uh, and killed him, and the and the driver didn't know about it until he was stopped a couple miles down the road. Wow! When I first saw that um, that news on Friday, it you know it just said uh, a biker it didn't have any details, but man, that was so almost almost a week ago, probably five days ago, I guess when that happened, and that was on my mind all weekend. Like, I would imagine who it was it and, and what happened. Took and, you right and back to that. Detailed uh, so much, and then I found out it was you know as a that, that school district didn't have school that day, and so boy was off and heading over to to be with his friends, and um, was tragically killed. And uh, he was also a, a mountain biker and on the mountain bike team for the for the school, and so that's you know another obviously connection to to my son and losing him this this last summer. So. Man, that's been on my mind since last Friday, pretty, pretty heavily, and uh, rightfully so. That's uh, man, an, a, another example of a kid living his best kidness and going to the bike park and doing nothing wrong. Yep. And then his family gets that call. Yep. And uh, I only didn't know because of it, or I didn't know of it. Because I kind of checked out last week myself, but uh, man, those things happen to dads yep. and moms daily. Yeah, absolutely. It just for me, it um, you know, I'm kind of looking at it obviously through a new lens, thinking about those parents and and getting that news on that Friday and what their life has been ba- been like since that day um, and what it's like right now. I mean, it's, we're, we're inside a week and where they are and, 
and it takes me back and you know and that that those first few days those first few moments that you're processing this you're going through some serious shock and and trauma that you can never ever be prepared for and I, so i've been really thinking about those, that family and um i know for me i mean I, and I know you, your, your daughter, when she was killed, you know, was overseas. I want to hear a little bit about kind of what, what was your day like, but man, I can remember for me, you know, we went, um, that evening we were looking for my son. He had, he had been, uh, kind of off communication for, for a couple hours and he was supposed to be home, you know, in about an hour from, from, from the time we really were starting to get concerned. And my daughter and I drove out to where he was last located or on his Snapchat and, and communication and things like that. And then we find there's a car accident we see the blue lights and I cannot imagine rolling up on that scene. Yeah. And then, you know, we've talked to the state trooper and he directs us to the, to the hospital where kids were, you know, the, some of the kids were transported and later find out my kid was, you know, he wasn't even transported there cause he was pronounced dead at the scene. But I just remember, well, I'll never forget you know, just the, the, the entire, every detail of that evening. And, but ultimately when you hear the words or when, when you're given that information that your child is dead and, uh, um, Like you said, Michael, there's no way to prepare for it. And there's really no way to even talk about it because it's, I don't think I realized it was shock and trauma till later, but your body takes over, I think, and puts up that defense as, and it presents as shock. And you just kind of turn into a numb zombie. Yeah. And then you think you're getting better, and then boom, you hear about the kid down on the on the intersection, and here come those smells, those sounds, those those thoughts and feelings, and uh, yeah, it's, yeah, and you go to a you're in a different I don't know in a different world during that time where you are just hoping it's. A nightmare. Right. You're hoping just to wake up, you know, when you go for days, um, if not more, of just like, this is not real. This is not real, and I'm I'm gonna wake up from this. And then you wake up the next day, and it's it's still there. Yeah, it's and, as and, real as it gets. And uh, your life never will be the same. And it's just like I just feel for that for that family right now and their experiences and what they're going through, and um, you just just ungodly to 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 imagine but it, it it may be a question then is um well first of all let me go back to that what was your what was your experience like paul i mean it was 20 years ago but what what was your first maybe 24 48 hours like it was beyond description and you always hear this i don't know maybe in the movies I knew something was up when the phone rang. I had, again, I can't describe how or what or. And you didn't know who the phone. 
No, Who this was, was back in the day. I was outside. I, this is my first spring break, spring break that I had had since I was 19 without being without being in charge of a team. No coaching responsibilities. I was kicking ass on my list in the garage. My wife and daughter got invited on uh, the trip of a lifetime, paid for. And uh, they were in the midst of doing that. And the phone rang. And uh, I never answered the phone. And this was, uh, oh, I forgot, <laughs> some little dirtbag kid at Fairmont stole. Uh, I got to have a cell phone while they were on the trip so we could communicate. And one of my little dirtbag kids stole it from me out of my classroom right before spring break. And I'll think of her name here in a second. If we can find the edit button. Um <laughs> So the phone rings at home. I never answer the phone. I'm walking toward the phone. I knew something was going to be weird about what's coming out of this phone. And the lady says, Mr. Chai. And so I knew something was wrong. She didn't know who I was. This is the consulate, U.S. consulate from Italy. And so there I go. I knew they weren't calling to say good afternoon to Mr. Che Hine. And I, she goes, I hope you're not alone. Uh, yeah. And I totally was because that's how I like my spring breaks, I think. And right then, I mean, I, I'm, not, I'm slow, but uh, I put it all together. This next sentence... She said, there's been an accident, and uh, all your family. And I said, all my family what? Silence. So I said, Grandma Shirley? Oh. Dead. She answered that? Yes. She said that? Bart? Dead. Jody? Sarah, she wouldn't tell me about my family. Wow. And so uh, I hit my knees. And, uh, man, I right then I went into shock. And my world changed. And I didn't know what to do. And I was totally alone. And the, the room, like, shrunk around me just... I will never be able to describe the feelings unless I get another phone call, <laughs> perish that. But uh, So I called my best friend. Well, I'm not a friendly guy. I called uh, Jody's best friend. And I said, you got to, can you come over? And he did. And he opened the door and I gave him the news. I'm trying to figure out how I figured out oh, okay so he's there I'm trying to piece this together pardon my uh, flakiness the door knocks and there's a guy from Micron that says Mr. Chihi we got some bad news and they told me Sarah had been killed and Jody was in so at this point 
until he came over, you didn't still didn't know about Zoom. Right, because the lady didn't want to tell me over the phone, I guess, when I was alone, I guess. But I think she I had to <laughs> she had to know that I would guess. Anyway, so the new official news came from some suit in my from Micron. And then so Jody's in an Italian hospital. And she, they won't tell her about Sarah's fate either yet because they don't want her to, I don't know what the whole reasoning was not being up front with her. Yeah. Maybe you go crazy and pull your wires out. I don't know. Yeah. And I would love to find out. And it drove me crazy because I had no answers for years and still don't, but I'm finally able to at least talk about it and deal with it. So Micron gave me the news they set up a call for me, for Jody to talk to me. And it was like 2.30 a.m. our time, early in the morning for Italian time. And they let Jody talk to me. And the doctor came in and told her the news while I was on the phone. Oh, man. And uh, then I had to figure out how to get over there. I didn't have a passport. This was, like I say, I wasn't on this trip. This was to take a break. And uh, so I had to get a passport. And some good friends of Jody's again stepped up, and they expedited that. And Micron came and got us on a plane, and we were bound for Germany on a Tuesday. And you found out what, what day of the week? So this would have been... Uh, I'm embarrassed. Had to know. I don't know. A couple days. Yeah, Saturday, days, maybe days Friday or Saturday I got the call. Or maybe, I don't know. I'll have to look. So when's the last time somebody asked you a question about that day? <laughs> I don't think anyone ever has, Michael. In 20 years? You haven't revisited I mean, I've revisited it because I've been treated with for PTSD, uh, something called EDMR or EMDR. And so I, I had to relive that with a counselor. But no one wants to talk about it. No one has ever asked me about that. Right. Right. And, and I don't know if that's right. A, why good, would they? Good and thing for it me is to a good thing asked, because I mean I don't know. I said it last time on this silly podcast. It's so raw, and there's nothing. And you ask me stuff, and I'm not. I don't have an answer ready, right? I have to erp one out with my feelings, my brain, my mouth, and uh, try to not sound a fool because <laughs> this is real stuff, and. Uh, what guys sit around and uh, eat cookies and talk about the worst day of their existence. Yeah. And it choked me up. I took it back. I took, uh, you know, I went back there for a minute. And because you asked, how was it like for you? I remember hitting the ground outside in the grass on my knees and rolling around balling in the fetal position while they told my wife, who's thousands of miles away, about the accident. Yeah. When um, 
one, thank you for my sharing, pleasure sharing, man. I, um, and being, being real with me when, when I found out and I'll, rem- I'll always remember the words, you know, the, I was in, in the room with my, my daughter, my, my wife was on, on the way, my, my other daughter was on the way. And so we were, we were in the waiting room in the, in the, in the hospital and, and the state pr- police officer comes in and, and I already knew, but I didn't officially know, but I, I knew, and I knew when he was walking down the hall and I could see him and two or three other people with him who were later the part of the coroner team asked me to sit down and, and, uh, I just was, you know, I can remember saying just no, 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 no. Like, I know what you're going to say, but for God's sake, don't say it. And he said, you know, your son was in a terrible accident and he had succumbed to his injuries. Um, and, uh, like you, I just, I was already sitting down, but man, I just, I lost it. And I, I, I don't, it was all, it's all, you know, a blur, but I, I know I, I wailed in a way that I've never cried or, you know, mm-hmm. screamed or whatever. Primitive. And totally. Um, but then had to go it, 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 through it again in about five minutes later, cause my wife hadn't been there yet. And so, she came down after I already knew, and did you get to tell her? And I told her. Oh um, man! And like you said, when you said dropped my knees, I can remember to you know like it was yesterday that as I told my wife, she just dropped and just yeah. I mean, just like you said, the worst moments of 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 your life just just was excruciating and uh for my daughters and for us and it was just and there's nothing you know the best people in the world can be around you but there's nothing you know at that moment that's going to take it away other than i mean the pain is is just immeasurable and uh not that it has you know there's still so much pain still there but man that that Finding that uh, that news out at that moment just was, I don't know, I don't know how to even describe it. Just un- unbelievable to to hear and to try to comprehend. And uh, so there was a time between the freeway. They sent you to the hospital, but Braden wasn't even there. Pardon me if I misunderstood the story. Yeah. So my daughter and I um, drove from my house to the area where he was last kind of shown as, as, as being located. And we were driving as we drove to the, to the off ramp there, it was blocked off. There's a state police um, standing there. And so we, I jumped out of the car, went over to him and said, I'm looking for my son. Has there been an accident? He said, yes. And I said, what kind of car? He told me what kind of car I knew that that was what the car they were in. And I said, where, where are they? And of course he didn't know who my son was. He just knew that they, the ambulance transported, um, some of the victims to to the hospital and so do you think he knew any more than that maybe maybe um but when you know but he knew that the ambulance took two of the victims to 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 the uh to the emergency room so that's where we went and 
you know, when when you go and you take you take all these clues in, your mind will not let you go to the worst case scenario. Like even though as as I look back, there's so many things that were like his death was plausible or to a point where his death was 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 an actuality and in almost imminent like as you're kind of going through the whole process right, to that point right, where you're right. told your mind is still always looking for the outs like okay well he could be really badly injured you know at first you're driving and you're thinking you know everything's okay and then you see blue lights and and you're like okay he was in an accident but he's you know maybe it's a broken arm or whatever you go through all these like levels of outs like he's levels of denial trying to get out of it yeah 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 totally and then as you get and you you didn't have that in in maybe well you maybe you did i I mean after you talked to the lady until you heard from the the guy you you probably maybe were still in that phase of like, well, they're, 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 they might be okay. They're okay. Or whatever. I don't know right. where you were, but that's where I was up until shit. Uh, 24 hours. Probably after I found out, I was probably still in that kind of trying to figure out how is it, this is not true, you know, not to, to not accept that as a real reality, you know? Mm. So, yeah. So anyway, going back to, to this bike rider, I just think about like the, their family on Friday afternoon went through all of that, that you went through and that I went through, um, you know, to, to maybe help someone that's out there that maybe wants to help someone else. I think about what were those things that, that, that helped you in the darkest times of of your life in that time like what were some of those immediate things that you think of that whether it was a peep a person or something that happened or like what what was what helped you through that in the in the shock and trauma kind of phase of of all of of your experiences and i can say i i know seeing you personally for me was a huge help having a couple close people close by. I think of Angela, if you're listening to Angela, um, she was huge in guiding us through this horrible process. Like having, having those kind of people around were, were right. I think, uh, that you nailed it. I called someone who would, I knew would come right over. So that's, I guess what a good friend does and dropped everything to come over and I just got to verbalize it, and I was in denial. I couldn't believe it. I was still in limbo there until I heard the news, and then I couldn't believe it. And then when I heard my wife's voice, you know, it, like you said, it kind of progressed through the the chart of uh, severity, I guess. But I was such a mess, I kind of just let myself lay around and roll in it. I knew I wasn't going to sleep, but I knew I had to go to bed, right? I didn't want to eat, but I knew I had to eat something. I had to keep myself moving. And I was so alone because of my own doing. I'm not a close friend, neighborly guy, and my whole network was uh, overseas. 
So the feelings of loneliness were gobbling me up. And so it took me a long time to, I mean, if someone wanted to said, hey, how was that phone call? I think I would have loved that and said, wow, thanks for asking. You're a good friend. And got to, you know, but it was, uh, it was, everything was just stuffed away, stuffed away, stuff it down, get through, brush your teeth, answer the phone, tell people that need to know. Um, and, you know, the bigger picture was get your ass over there. How am I going to get my passport? How am I going to get over there? How am I going to get uh, permission from school? My grade books do. I saved my grade book, of course, to uh, do over the spring break. And uh, Sandra Durker stole my cell phone. <laughs> if you're listening, Sandra. Yes, if you're listening, <laughs> please, no regrets. Just uh, no regrets. I mean, no, uh, just no return, record. Just yes. return it <laughs> to the following address. <laughs> no recourse taken. Anyway, really so I yes, I was a basket case, and I medicated hard with anything I could, and I pushed people away that were just trying to be nice. I let people in, and then pushed them back out. This just cloud of yuckiness, and then. Uh, I mentioned episode one of our episodes, maybe both, uh, how the doctor appeared with the book, and the book made me feel less alone. And then uh, when we got all the checklists done, you know, the burial, the thank you cards, the casserole season, got through all that, and the dust kind of settles. And uh, I'm really not alone. Thank goodness Jody survives that accident. There's no me without we. And I need to tell her that if she ever listens to one of these. um, I'm not alone in this. And now because I've allowed myself to go through those little autopilot motions. I'm sitting here with a friend, and hopefully he's not alone. Because when I heard about your accident, I went into autopilot. I didn't want to come out here. Are you kidding me? And here I am on your porch, and there's no other place I needed to be and talk about being in the moment, driving up, walking up, Sitting here eating the cookies, the all the fake laughter. It's not fake; it's real. It's laughter, but there's an oddness about laughter. All that stuff is just so in the moment, and uh, that's being alive. Yeah, and I still am. And I hope you know how much I appreciate you being. I here do, and, and appreciate and you it's as a, a friend. Total two way street. Yeah, even uh, and I never felt it's alone. Different. I mean, I, I, I well, good. I mean, f- I really can say that. I mean. I, I've had, had a, obviously a different experience with you and kind of the time and place and all that kind of stuff. So I couldn't imagine Paul going through what I went through being alone and, and having everybody on the other, you know, every, 
you know, my two daughters were here and my, my wife was here and we were all together through the worst time of our life. I couldn't imagine doing that in your case where you were truly a, alone and all them across, across the, across the world. I just, wow, that would be, uh, another level, just another level of, of just misery and pain and, and trauma, um, that I'm glad I didn't have to experience. Um, thanks for saying that. Yeah. Just, uh, you know, switching gears a little bit. Um, the, uh, I was also thinking about kind of there's, you know, a little bit of an email string going with, with uh, our mountain bike club and trying to look at ways that we can support this family. And, you know, everybody wants to, you know, that here's about a tragic accident, like the one that I described earlier is you want to do something for that family. And, and there's only so much you can do. And you, you just want to think about like, what, what would make a difference? What, what would really help them? Um, you mentioned the casseroles and I've never been a big, like, you know, when someone has a baby or whatever, it's like, do they really need meals? Like, I know that's really bad of me, but man, I'll tell you what I am. I've changed <laughs> because <laughs> that, that kept us <laughs> going because we, even probably leading up to like a couple weeks ago, like we have not been in the mindset to like grocery shop and go cook. And I mean, people providing meals, that's a real thing. So if you're out there, <laughs> keep them coming. <laughs> <laughs> not, I, we're good. Thank you. But I mean, that's a little thing that I think that they, is, pe people want to be able to do something. They but, do. But and they not, love doing that. And uh, we shouldn't it, feel um, bad about accepting that and enjoying the heck out of it, man. There's nothing good, nothing wrong with free food. Yeah. Really good food, home food. But it, it makes a huge difference because you're not, you're not in the mindset to, Oh, what are we going to cook for? We would have starved <laughs> for <laughs> through the entire summer right. know, from June 12th when, when, when we had the accident. I we, agree. We so starved. that's kind of funny. I mean, but it's a little, I mean, it's such it a little is. thing, but it's like, it, it really made a, a huge difference. Huge. And I, well, I think it's huge because it comes with the love, you know, you can feel the love rippled through the casserole and that, yeah, I call it the casserole circuit, but you're right. Having that full pantry anytime off the couch. Yeah. Well, I've never tried these. Well, that's in our fruit basket. What are these? <laughs> yeah. And you get some, I mean, some amazing meals that you're like, amazing. I've never even thought about yes. cooking something like this. This is the best. Three different ways to eat chicken. Oh, thank yeah. you, God. So the only thing I would add is is <laughs> add the recipe or the instructions. There so you go. Someday I can go back and cook it myself and maybe return the favor someday. So nice. I, I always, but anyway, um, that's kind of lighthearted, but but serious. There, I mean, I, you always think about like what, what can we do to this for this family and, and uh, the meals go a long way and having, you know, I, and even the cards, like people always say in the cards, there's, there are no words and you know, the, the, some of the same thing you, you hear over and over, but man, just the, the, the fact that you took some time to send me, send a card, like it's not a little thing. Those things also add up to feeling like even if you're not alone or you are alone, Every little bit makes a difference in in helping you feel like you aren't alone and that so people true. 
care and, and, and know that you're going through hell and, uh, just recognizing that means a lot. And so if you're out there going like, I, you know, my little note, you know, is not going to mean it does. It does. It really does. Good. Yeah. Yeah. And And so, uh, of course, being so fresh, you want to, you know, reach out and help this dad, like as if there were such a thing right now. And there's a biking element to it. Did you come up with something to do or did you settle on the handwritten note? Are you going to visit? Are you going to make a casserole? Is something going to happen with the bike club? That's a lot of questions. Ah, Yeah. No, let me try to summarize. I think what we're, so first of all, as a, as a bike club, we've taken some donations and uh, one of the things that we got because a lot of people you know signed up for meals but people still wanted to help so we received a lot of like grubhub or uber eats gift cards which was you know it's not it's it's not a meal but it's like there's just as good there are evenings where like again we don't want to cook we're just in the we're just trying to make it through the the next day and so to have so we're gonna buy some 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 of those cards i like it we also, when we, when Braden was killed, we received a card from, from one of the teams, Sage International team, and where all their kids on their team signed it. And we received so many cards from so, so many great people. But man, that card really stuck out for me because it's like, it's, this is a, a whole team that didn't know him, but we are connected through mountain biking and or have this other connection. And so we are doing the same thing. We're going to um, do a card for, from, from the team. Um, again, it's a little thing, but I hope it means something to them like it did to us. The other thing that, um, I think we're going to do as well in this, I, I asked my, my two daughters and my wife, I said, what, what can, what would, what do we remember that was really meaningful that we received or that, that helped? And, and one of the things that both my daughter, one of my daughters and my wife brought up is we received some, uh, a gift of wind chimes from a family that also had lost a kid and uh that you knew or didn't know that we didn't know but they sent in their card and they they kind of shared out kind of their their own experience and they they purchased these these wind chimes that we have out here in the back patio and um and that gift keeps on giving right it's awesome yeah it's i mean it, it meant a lot because we received that and uh now all of a sudden we have a an audio kind of every time those we hear those we're we're thinking of Brayden and so excellent on their part yeah did you track them down for repercussions <sighs> reciprocation rather <laughs> sorry <laughs> no I need to if you even ask me the name I mean that's all a whirlwind but if you ask me who the name of the the family I couldn't even tell you but I I could oh that's I, special that's but uh, I could go find it and it was. Yeah, I want to say I'm the sure last name was maybe Montgomery, but I might be wrong. You'll, it'll, you'll get to that. I'm certain. That's a rich gift, though. But the other thing I thought of is similar to the Skip Pierce giving you a book is I'd like to take um, a book eventually to this dad. And maybe whether it's that book um, into the valley and out again or dad to dad to the brink and back i really like that book but maybe that i mean those two books were were huge for me so maybe yes. essentially track 
father down. And I think that would be a nice visit also for both of you. Write a note and maybe uh, let him know about Wrecked, our podcast. Yeah. Anything for you? I mean, do you think back of, of like what people did or, you know, little things like that that really helped helped you? Oh, anything would, you would add? I'll second that about the food, the, when the pantry was full and I didn't have to worry about it, you know, preparing meals. That was good. Um, well, I should mention we're also um, the, their bike club is also going to do a vigil ride similar to I don't know if you made it to Braden's vigil ride when we had that for Braden and Henry. No, in June, Tom and I were going to go to that, but it ended up being really late for me, like after nine. Yeah, yeah, but that was really I mean that was also that can be uh, super powerful, huh? Pretty cool. We had um, you know a lot of people show up from other mountain bike clubs and things, and and um, I mean there was couple hundred people there and we just did a you know did a kind of vigil lap in the evening and so we're gonna they're gonna do that on saturday for this um young man that was killed on friday and so i'm gonna go and i think my daughters are gonna join me and we're gonna go participate in that to kind of give back to them good for you you're a good man if you're available on saturday you could dust off the old bike and come join thanks for the invite (laughs) yeah um what else on your mind, Paul? What, what's how's your last couple weeks been since we last chatted? Well, I had a little sleepover at St. Al's, but doesn't what? need to be talked about here. Okay, I'm seeing the our producer says move on. Okay, get yeah, you right. <laughs> okay, um, maybe another episode. Another episode. Uh, there's a certain sadness, I guess, that comes with the season, the fall. Beautiful. The best part of best part of the year in Boise is the fall. And uh, the Friday night lights, the football, you know, the frost coming on, the darkness coming on. I'm not sure what it is. Maybe holidays coming on, which is a dark time of year for me. I wouldn't say I've been extra depressed, but uh, there's a certain sadness in the fall. And I'm not sure when it comes and when it goes and what triggers it and if it even is a thing. But I'm seeing by your nodding your head that... No, I'm feeling it. (laughs) We all are. Everything's raw now for feeling-wise. So so I I both love this time of year and kind of get a little squirrely about uh, the winter gloom coming on. But I know it's coming. I know so much more about myself, and thank goodness I have someone to talk about it with. I'm glad you said that because I I was feeling it but not verbalizing it. Right, and And the old farmer Don, bless his heart, used to say, if you tell us what's going on, it cuts it in half. So I love that visual, and when we do have enough courage to share what's going on with people that are in our lives, we have that courage to it, uh, you know, it doesn't minimize it, but it uh, shrinks it. And I'm almost everybody can relate to some kind of feeling with nature about whatever's going on in their life. What do you think about it is about the fall? Is it just the clouds getting darker? You know, is it the leaves falling kind of i mean in a lot of ways fall is death yes i think that's exactly what it is i think it's uh the death portion of that circle yeah and that's what makes beautiful so 
you know, spring so beautiful is the birth of that circle. How this could fall el- be my favorite <laughs> season? And also now thinking about it, it's like, is this going to ruin it for me? Like f- September and October truly are my favorite, by far favorite months. But now, and I haven't thought about this, but now I'm thinking out loud, do I have to, because it is, it, I'm, I've felt gloomy in the last couple weeks. I think now they're going to be your favorites for a different reason. And you still got that bicycle thing, man. There's one thing when the tires hit the leaves in the early morning. <laughs> yeah, that is such a peaceful feeling. So I love that about the fall too. True. I used to get a commute in year round, and uh, so I think it's that that death. Things are starting to get cold. We're starting to bundle up. We're starting to feel darkness and the leaves are under my tires. And uh, yeah, I don't know if I could live somewhere where there weren't distinct seasons because I love, 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 love the, the distinct seasons here. Yeah. True, Whether, true. What, no matter what feelings they bring. What, what is your favorite season? Uh, you, have, see, you have I, to choose. You cannot. I would always have to say spring, right? Because I was a big baseball guy and uh, all the smells that come with the spring. But now I have a weird association in March with a different kind of smell. Mm -hmm. And so the spring, the whole spring break, it's just like that thought is just. Yeah. yeah. But uh, so then I, uh, I'm convinced that the fall is definitely my favorite. It is so wonderfully nice around 70 degrees little nip and uh i don't know the football i like the football element whatever that's about probably from my glory days on the sidelines but playoff high school playoff football yeah that's a good friday night right there yeah unless you do what i do and then it ruins every weekend because you have to be on on campus to to manage all the so you can't enjoy a game. Not, not <laughs> the same. Not the same. But uh, I also I love the fall. Spring's probably my least favorite, but I, I I'm I I do enjoy all seasons. But I think fall is my favorite. Um, you know, one of my favorite things to do in the fall, like when I'm in kind of like my happy place, specifically in the fall, is when I'm cooking a pot of chili, chili, in the drinking fall. an Oktoberfest beer on a Sunday, and watching some football. Life is good. Agreed. Yeah, life is good. So there's... Yes, so the hearth soup and chili season, right? (laughs) Hearth soup? Yes, hearth soups. Oh, okay, yeah. (laughs) Like hearth? (laughs) Yes. From the Latin root uh, fireplace? (laughs) (laughs) Clever, yeah. So, and I have some leftover chili if you want to try some of my chili. So I made it this last Sunday. We had actually... uh, one of our traditions in our family is uh, not like it's that unique, probably, but uh, pumpkin carving the week before Halloween. So we debated whether we're going to do it this year because of just, you know, not doing it with Braden not here. And it was just like, but we went ahead and did it. And uh, it was a great evening. Good. The girls were over and they had, their boyfriends were over. We all carved pumpkins and watched football, eat some chili. Chili and cinnamon rolls, which go together for some reason. I don't know why from right. my elementary school days, but they go together. So we had 
element or uh, elementary. We had chili and cinnamon rolls and car pumpkins. It's a good evening. And uh, had some good laughs remembering Braden carving pumpkins last year where he put a spoon in a drill bit and was an electric drill and was using a spoon um, to carve out the pumpkin. And then he put the pumpkin on his head and was actually uh, not very wise, but carving the eyes out of the pumpkin <laughs> while it was on his head. Don't don't try this at home if you're listening. Not Not a good idea. But we had a good we had a good evening last I think that was Saturday. So you're glad you stuck with that and didn't do something else just cuz. Yeah, and I think it's the first of a few things that are coming up where we've had, you know, we have family traditions or things that we're thinking about and going for, you know, going into and going, you know, do we do something different this year and this was the first first I think maybe step in going, no, we should we should persevere and do things similar to what we've done in the past in honor of him and not not try to do something different because I, I mean we still at the end of the day we're still we still have our family and you are and, and what a beautiful family it was is yeah. yeah so and you just shared that uh landing there yeah if you're and out there the, and you don't do family pictures um if you're the crusty old dad like me that complains about how much you spend on family pictures and you give your wife a hard time and she says they're worth it quit complaining listen to you her see these yes these she, are worth it yeah she's right beautiful and family she'll never probably never listen to this but if she is i'll just say you were right i was wrong <laughs> and i say it again you were right. I was wrong, and I absolutely adore the family pictures that we took last October, and they are a treasure that uh, I'm so glad we have. So good, good. So with that, Paul, um, we're about 45 minutes in. What do you say we close it out and uh, say bid adieu to our any listeners out there? Maybe any listeners out there. Until next time. Until next time. Peace. All right. Thanks for listening. You'd say I'll suck it all up, don't get stuck in the mud, thinking the things that you should have done. I'll see you again, my loved one.